everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is the third episode and for everybody who's new, I just quickly want to introduce myself. So my name is Hannes. I'm from Germany and now I'm in Africa, in Ethiopia. Ethiopia is in East Africa. And um, today actually I have a guest. Her name is Pauline and she is for three months in Ethiopia working in an NGO which has the goal to empower women. Yes, and this is also the topic of the podcast. We want to talk a little bit about gender inequality and the situation in Ethiopia. And yeah, I would like to welcome Pauline and maybe you can tell us a little bit more about yourself. Sure. Um, I'm 25 years old. I come from Germany and I studied law. I just finished my first state examination in September and I chose to come to Ethiopia because Ethiopia has quite, um, is quite outstanding looking at the African continent and the countries because it has firstly never been uh, colonized. It has a very old Christian culture and the religion is very strong here. So I was interested in Ethiopia and I work for an NGO called Ethiopian Women Lawyers Association, um, short EULA, and yes, that's why I came here. Cool, thank you. With that, actually, you also introduced the topic of today's podcast. So today we want to talk about gender inequality in Ethiopia and how you and your work empower basically women. So can you maybe tell us what are the goals of your NGO, like what are they doing? So um, EULA was founded in 1995 and the goal has um, always been to empower women and to give uh, mainly legal advice to women, to women who have been, who are victims of domestic abuse, sexual abuse, sexual harassment, so all sorts of things. And EULA has basically uh, three core programs. One of them is legal aid, the other one is research and the third one is project. It, this is the one I work in. So I am basically um, conducting projects in order to promote equality and to inform women on their rights. And we try to break up uh, gender roles and achieve uh, gender equality here in Ethiopia. Okay, so thank you very much for this introduction and for telling us what you're doing in your NGO. Can you maybe give us a little bit an example, maybe of one story or something, so it's easier to imagine the stories behind your work, actually? Sure. So I think I don't really um, get to know most of the stories because the women mostly speak Amharic, which I'm, unfortunately I do not speak. But we started a project last week. So um, last week, the 16 Days of Activism Against Gender-Based Violence began. And me and one of my colleagues, we started interviewing women. And one woman told us a story which um, really touched me. So it's a woman, she has two children and she's married. And usually her husband worked. And at some point he just quit his job and stayed at home. So that left the woman to, to feed her children. So she had to start a job and to bring her, her children to, to her neighbor because her husband wouldn't take care of the children. So one time she, she left her children with her neighbor and when she came back, she found out that her daughter, who was only six years old, she was already in bed 
but she she seemed traumatized and she was sobbing and the woman our client she went to the neighbor and was asking if if everything was okay and the neighbor reassured that everything is is fine and that the girl is fine so the next day our client she went into her daughter's room and her daughter asked mommy can i can i tell you something the mother said yes of course tell me and the daughter revealed to her that she had been raped by the by the neighbor's son she was actually bleeding um all over the the entire bed at that time already so she was very severely injured so she was only six years old so the woman went to her husband and she told her that their little girl had been raped by the neighbor's son and the husband just didn't care he said that the little girl would be fine and also then the woman went to to the neighbor and she asked so so who did this and how could you let this happen and the neighbor she covered for her son and she she told she told the woman that um her son hadn't done it that um everything will be fine and uh, so i thought that was um really shocking to to see how how the community was very much here covering for for rapists and how the woman was really fighting uh, fighting her own struggle just to to acknowledge that her daughter had been raped so that was a very touching story so yeah so it seems like it's very difficult to change things because also of the structures in the community itself so what can you actually do as an ngo to support uh women like that so the women who come to us, they um, obviously are already victims. So we can only try to help them make the best of their situation by giving them legal advice. But also um, in our projects that we conduct, we um, do lots of uh, work on informing women on on the rights they have, because most of the women don't know that they actually have particular rights, such as maybe their reproductive right, which includes um, the right that they can um, choose their their partners or that they actually can choose what happens to their bodies this also includes traditional harmful traditional practices such as female genital mutilation so we can try to inform women on all those sorts of things and hopefully this will rise their awareness and this will lead them to to speak up and maybe break the traditional gender roles and promote equality finally Okay, so what I was just thinking about, like all the patterns which we have in a society, the cultural patterns, the patterns from religion, they tend to repeat themselves because once the pattern is formed, it's very difficult to change it. So it repeats itself again and again. So one thing I heard is that it's like very difficult for women to actually get a divorce because Yeah, I, I basically see these three options. A woman in a village, maybe outside of Addis, if if she is a single, it's very bad for her because she actually needs the protection of a male. So she that option is not very attractive. Being married might also come with some issues because it might not be a, a good marriage and then it's very difficult to split for them. And the third option is if they file for divorce, it is also not very attractive. 
because basically they cannot remarry from the cultural structure because it's very difficult for for women so it seems like for me a ver in a in a nutshell a very difficult situation so what can they do actually i think we have to um start before the women get married so we avoid this dilemma in the first place so i think education is always the key for a better future so It is important that the women will learn just, of course, also general knowledge, but also on their rights. And they also, the, the knowledge that they will have will hopefully also give them the courage to be different and the courage to not stick with the traditional um, patterns in their community so that they might maybe not get married so early and have the courage to speak up so that they can um, escape from this um, cycle and form the basis for a new society. Okay, thank you very much, Paulina, for all these insights. So what's actually your outlook uh, for Ethiopia? Is this situation improving? What would improve it the most? And yeah, what are your thoughts on this? So I think um, if you only look at statistics, the situation has already improved a lot and will improve um, further in the future. So, for example, women now already um, get less children than they did in 1990. And the, a decrease in the birth rate is always a sign for a lower child mortality, better child hygiene, um, higher education, um, etc. So overall, I think the perspective is looking very good and also under the new Prime Minister Abi Ahmed there have been um, more young girls and also young boys going to school so um, the education is becoming better, the public schools are becoming better, um, women are going more into jobs and um, all those kinds of things are improving. However, I think we, we still must address that there are severe problems in the society and that we must tackle them in the future. So I think we should still keep on working and especially gender equality is still a very, very big issue in Ethiopia. Okay, thank you very much. So actually I wanted to ask you what can people in Ethiopia, like individuals, do and also people in Germany or other countries to empower women to help them? What can they do? So I think the best advice is always um, whenever people want change, I think you always have to start with yourself and ask um, or ask yourself why you behave in a certain way, where your behaviors come from. And you should really try to analyze um, yourself. And that will also give you um, a lot of valuable insights for a society. So maybe ask yourself, what are your certain stereotypes among gender? This can be related to girls as well as to boys. And I think if we try to raise this awareness in, in people to question themselves and to always be open to reconsider their opinions, this will be very, very valuable in order to change um, society and also to create um, the will to, to change society and not just stick in it the way it is right now. Thank you so much. So if you have any feedback for us or any questions, please contact us. Yeah, we will try to answer all the questions. And I hope you join for the next episode. Have a great week and ciao, ciao. Bye-bye.